0: Hello and welcome to the Pure Fantasy Sports Community. I'm your host, Blake, coach of Youngies Yaks, and I'm joined by Clinton.
1: I'm coach of Dash's Dogs. How are you, Blake?
0: Good, thanks, mate. It's um, a big week for AFL Supercoach, AFL Fantasy, um, with the dual position players. they have had the addition of those um, statuses this week, and the buys coming up for round 12, so very exciting. We had the mid-season draft for the AFL tonight. And uh, our dad's horse had a harness horse had a big win on Monday.
1: what Bob uh run and won at where was it again? Stall, no, where was it? Horsham, uh, Horsham, yeah, Horsham, yeah, um, yeah, big win for Bob. It went into string some form together, it often gets a couple wins. So let's let's, let's see, it's next, next start.
0: Yeah, I'm just um, sharing, we're, we're live again, Clinton, for round 12 um, for this show, covering AFL, Fantasy and Supercoach. I'm just sharing that to our community now and our for our Patreon so they can join that live. Um, what have you been up to over the last week, Clinton?
1: I went to the Gold Coast for the weekend to experience some nicer weather. Um, fair to say Gisborne's been pretty wet and cold the last couple of days. Um, same old mate. It's snowing? Was it snowing? Uh, Pretty damn close, I'd say. Uh, No doubt some snow at Mount Macedon, but uh, no, getting close. Um, In terms of the footy, um, yeah, I watched February of the weekend, and yeah, I'm excited heading into this round. Um, This is the round which some people can uh, boost their rankings, but also a lot of people will stuff up their teams. So it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks, but this week especially.
0: Yeah. Uh, welcome to anyone who joins us with the comments. I'll um, try and add them into the show as we go. Um, but thank you to our new subscribers over the last week, Clinton. We've got a few new subscribers to our YouTube channel, so thank you for anyone who follows us on there. Um, for our Patreons, if you need any help with your buy structures over the next three weeks, make sure you reach out. So we'll assist you as much as possible if you don't have a SuperCoach Gold subscription or anything like that. So. If you want to be our patrons, make sure you reach out. And if you're not a Patreon member and enjoy the channel, make sure you um, go check out our page, which I'll put the the link on our show notes and also on your screen now for our YouTube watches. Um, So yeah, check out our Patreon page and thank you to everyone who's subscribed over the last couple of weeks. We've had a few new subscribers there. We've got a fair bit to cover here, Clinton, for the uh, buyers and the dual position players. So, Let's get into the show. We'll kick off with our super coach and we'll kick it off with our usual fashion of doing our round reviews. Um, so how did you go for round 11, Clinton, for super coach?
1: Round 11, I scored 24 which now leaves me at a rank of 2017. Um, had a few of the good scorers, Cicely, Stewart, Neil, etc., um, but... Yeah, just a couple of players let me down, um, especially Dane Zorko, especially Christian Petrarca, and I captained Jackson McRae for 102, so definitely could have uh, been a bit better, but uh, they're pretty popular players, although Zorko was the really main risky pod I selected a few weeks ago, and um, yeah, hasn't really come through. So I'm going to correct that this week, which is very controversial like ideally bringing these premiums to stay in but i'm just gonna pretend he's got injured and i can just move on um so looking at my team now he's he's already out so i'm trying to move on from that fact um i was planning on doing uh not many trades this week but that's certainly changed so i'll get to my trades for later yeah
0: it's unlucky so- with the zorko pete clinton
1: yep just to, just to recap so the trades i actually did make last week i traded out Sam De Koning and Nick Martin. So he rebounded with a pretty handy score. But I brought in Bont, which I was pretty keen in bringing. Um, didn't really pay off this round. What did he score? 96. I was hoping for a lot bigger score over in Perth. And I needed a chip option. Um, Cleary didn't get selected. So I ended up going with the GWS rookie in Jacob Ware. And, yeah, he's... Uh, my fingers and toes have crossed that next week he'll stay in the team because he's pretty important to my round 13
0: team. Yep. Um, not a bad score there, Clinton, for round 11. I scored 2,408, um, which the average score was 2,293, but I think most, most of those sort of – top-tier players, so probably the top 20K, they would have scored above what I scored. Um, that average would have been brought down by players that have dropped off the, for the Supercoach uh, season. Um, yeah, so my rankings dip slightly. I'm 8,280, so still keeping close-ish to you, Clinton, but I'd like to get a bit closer to you. Um, I had to manage a bit of... Car- <laughs> I had to manage a bit of carnage over the last weekend. So I had three GWS players that I thought were going to return and play, and they didn't. That was uh, Peruse, Taranto, and Whitfield. So I had to do a few trades, which I didn't plan on, um, to cover that. Um, I traded out Connor McDonald and Nick Martin, who bounced back quite well. I brought in Rioli and your man Darcy Cameron for a score of 93. Um I VC'd Lockie Neal's score and obviously locked that in with Looping Ward. Um, So that worked out quite well for me. My trades in the end, I worked out. It got me an on-field points um, rise of one point after my (laughs) trades. Um, So, yeah, glad I did that. Um,
1: Yeah. uh, So with your Darcy Cameron selection, that's obviously – a bit late to that bandwagon are you planning on keeping him for a while now or um i'm certainly thinking of um completing my team with the trade of him in a couple weeks so it's very short-term pick, or
0: yeah probably just to get me through the buy rounds um i did like i knew that he was obviously going to get ruck status so um it was just mainly just to get me through the buy rounds and he still got a pretty low break even so over the next three rounds He'll uh, go up in price, and I'll be able to loop him into my ruck division and uh, use him that way while the buy buy rounds are on. Very good. Yep. Um, let's get into this week's – one of your favourite segments, Clinton, this week's Guess Who. <laughs> I'm experiencing a bit of lag here on my um, my transition, so excuse that, Clinton. Um, if you remember last week's Guess Who Clint? no, <laughs> <laughs> every week, uh, last week was Brad Crouch. He returned uh, an average score of 105 last week, so not one of my better ones, but still pretty handy. And he's averaging about 100, 125 over the last three rounds. So, um, just to recap some of my other Guess Who's Clinton, um. My very first, guess who, Sinclair for St Kilda. You almost scoffed at me um, about getting him in when I did guess who. He's been averaging 128 over the last three. And uh, Josh Kelly is the highest averaging player over the last three rounds, 137 over the last three. So um, my guess who is going quite well, Clinton.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to this week then. I might have to bring them in because I have massive regret about choosing Zorco instead of Sinclair. So... Let me have yep, it, this bloke. Might be
0: a player. Yeah, this is a player you should be having your eye on, Clinton. It's a player who hasn't got a massive three game average or a five game average, is averaging 107 Clinton. And against the next three opposition, his previous scores against them have been 120, 183, and 193.
1: Is the next three opposition? His next three
0: opposition hit, his, mm. his high scores against them have been 120, 183, and 193. So he's he's coming up to some good form, Clinton. In the and ruck. he's about to get another he's in the ruck and is about to get another contested ball back into his team to get some more hit outs to advantage. Big Sean Darcy. I like it,
1: Blake. Well played.
0: I I think uh between him and Tim English, there'd be probably the highest averaging Ruckman to finish out the season. Um, he's just starting to hit his straps now, and um, I think a lot of people should be considering bringing him into his into their team. Well played, I like it, Blake. Good
1: guess True. who? Um, we'll get to our trades later.
0: Yeah, we've uh, got some comments coming through. So, Jared says, "G'day." Um, G'day. G'day, and G'day, Jared. Jono also says, "G'day, sir." So. G'day, John. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, w- thanks Welcome. For welcome. <laughs> Good comments. Yeah. yeah, great great comments. Um, had to be included. Uh, let's get into our bowl predictions. How did your bowl predictions from last week go, Clinton?
1: Dismally. Um, as I said, I backed in Zorko. Um, <clears throat> I needed a big score. I brought him in. He'd just gone average for his first couple of weeks that I had it. Had him in my team, and then he pumps out whatever it was, 30 something. And I, I expect I can't remember what I said. I think I said 140 plus. Nowhere near that. Very disappointing. Um, and as I said, I'm gonna correct that. Um, the other bold prediction was Max Gorn to score 150. It's back to his sort of average scores of 118, which is good, but in the same time, I want the idea of last week was I wanted him to. Pay, make people pay who don't have him, and it hasn't quite happened yet. So maybe this week, but um, yeah, two failed bowl predictions last week.
0: Yep. Uh, my bowl predictions last week, my Moz was on Cornelio to fail, and he scored 85. So not the highest score, but um, wasn't as low as what I was predicting. At quarter and time, other- that was.
1: A quarter time, that was looking very, yeah. very sketchy. But uh, maybe it was for the last three quarters, you most him well.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah, that was my intention. <laughs> I'm um, just trying to get an audio up for my next player that I bold oh, predicted set. last week, but I haven't got it. Oh. <laughs> it is um, <laughs> Pat- Patrick Cripps was my <laughs> bold prediction last week, Clinton. Um Yes, I'm I'm slowly learning how to say his name. It's not Jack Crisp. Um, (laughs) My prediction was for Cripps to go big, and he didn't really. He scored only 114, Um, so my bold prediction failed there. Our bold predictions for this week, Clinton. My first one, my player that I'm anticipating is going to go big is Tim English. He is in great form, obviously, returning, I wasn't expecting him to do that, Clinton. His career high average, his career high in disposals, um, returned back to the form that he showed before he had had that injury. So, my bold prediction is that Tim English is going to score two hundred this week.
1: That is bold. I wasn't sure what you were going to say then. I thought you might have said one fifty plus, but uh,
0: two hundred. That's not bold um, enough. That's not bold enough after what he did last week. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. What's your next one? No, you need to go next with your next two because oh, yeah. Moz okay. is my
1: uh, – <laughs> Okay. The Moz is last. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about individual players a bit later on. I'll, I want to talk more about English. Uh, my first bold prediction, you've already mentioned him as the guess who. Uh, Sean Darcy is the name that i had already written down. Um, there's a lot of other players – uh, thinking about English, um, obviously wit, a lot of people brought in wits last week. But Sean Darcy, I do believe um, that he's will go slightly under the radar for buy-ins this week. And he's currently, as you said, 4% four of teams. But after this week, I think he'll demand more attention. And 200 is very bold for you <laughs> for uh, the big team English. So I better go slightly bold with mine. Let's go, Sean Darcy, one eighty plus. Um, I did have I did have one week. I did have one. I did have one sixty, but uh, I'll, me, me, me in the middle. Let's go one eighty for Sean Darcy. <laughs> Pathetic. My, my second, my second bold prediction is uh, a couple of players currently in my team who will be departing my team. So sometimes it's Supercoach, it's nice to get a nice farewell gift. And two players, I've already traded out Sam Koenig, but a lot of people will be trading him after this week. But the two players that I'd love to score me 90-plus this week in their farewell out of Dash's Dogs, uh, Patrick McCartan and – I was going to say his first name, but I don't know it uh, – McComb. Uh, McComb and McCartan. It's Robbie. To- to both score 90-plus as a farewell gift to my team. Um, That'll really help me with my trades for the following week and a nice little parting gift by those two to score 90-plus.
0: Yeah, that's some very um, wishful, bold predictions there, Clinton, just blatantly barracking for your players to score well. Um, My my moz for this week, Clinton, is a player that's been performed He's been playing playing very well over the last few rounds. And I think the opposition will put a bit of attention into him this week and not let him intercept Mark. Oh, no. And, um, just, and just they won't let him just do whatever he wants across the, no, the back I, line. I, I do not like this at all. Tom Stewart will score below 70 this week against Bulldogs. So try and limit his uh, impact on the game after what he's been doing lately.
1: So that is my yeah. second ball prediction. Yep. Well, if you'd really shout me after that one, um he Bulldogs do like to move the ball quick, and I do think that Thomas Short will be the man to take several mark intercept marks. Um although Brian Taylor doesn't like that like them being called intercept marks, they're just marks to Brian. Um uh, I, I, don't, I don't
0: listen to anything Brian says. So. Uh, no, I hate that one, Blake. I don't want that one to happen. So, all right, that's that's <laughs> all right, Clinton. We'll see how our bold, we'll come back to that next next week. Um, see how our bold predictions went. Let's get into some. I've got a couple of whispers. Um, for this week, Clinton. Okay. Um, I saw on the on the social media on the Twitter that Will Kelly. He was pretty much in everybody's team going into the start of the season and then he picked up an injury. Uh, Will Kelly is close to full fitness and will be back playing soon for the Pies. Um, Petrarca was sick last week. Petrarca was sick last week um, as to why he scored so low and uh, he didn't train on Monday either, um, but they expect him to be all right for this week, according to Goodwin today.
1: Good. And Patrick
0: Parnap. There's a debutant for the Crows. Patrick Parnell um, will be playing his first game for the Crows. It's one of the first debutants, Clinton, that makes me feel old. If you have a look at the picture that Adelaide posted of him, the kid looks 12. Um, <laughs> so he's not going into my team just for that reason, as the, he looks 10 he years younger
1: than me. He can't be younger than Tom Powell. Tom Powell oh. still looks
0: 13. Nah, this, this kid fights him for that. Don't mean to be ages but the kid looks twelve, so uh I'll I'll find a picture for you, Clinton, and I'll, might oh, that, i might share it have, on the screen here. I have
1: I've seen it. It's, uh I do know what you mean, but Tom Powell's still younger.
0: All right. Let's get into <laughs> our community questions for this weekend. Yeah, the, tra- the transition from my end lagging a bit here, Clinton. So uh, hopefully it's coming through right for you. Um, so, yeah, if you're watching the show live, make sure you leave some comments and send through your community questions. Um, with my first few questions, Clinton, i have been doing something lately where I say a statement and then I follow it up with a non-football related question. So yeah. I'll be very, interest- very interested to hear your thoughts on this first one. Uh, okay. The dual position. The next round of dual position plays got added this week, which will be important for all of our super coach strategies. What's your best Arnott's assorted cream biscuit?
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> I know a you lot. like of, your
0: biscuit. Yeah, you like a your cup of, of tea.
1: There was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of relevant players. Um, obviously Bontempelli and Bailey Smith. Um, Tim English, did he gain what did he gain? Did he gain forward? Or was he no, he fought? was
0: always a, oh, he always was always a forward, um, rock.
1: yeah? A couple of the main ones obviously, Bonten Paley and Bailey Smith. And I think the most relevant is Bont, in my opinion. I jumped on early, he hasn't really come through yet, but if he can return back to his best, I think he'll be the most relevant. Uh, DPP for the round just gone. Um, now. I don't eat those biscuits um, from. That's controversial in itself, because the reason being, uh, I've made my children addicted to Cooker's Country cookies. Um, they're they're, uh, <laughs> the Donald, they're the Donald Bickies. <laughs> they're produced Donald, not far from well, not far from Minnip. So it's almost. Can we classify Cooker's Country biscuit as our cookies
0: as Minyip's own? Um, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, jump on a sponsorship deal, there, I think. For uh, <laughs> cookies, cookers, country cookies. <laughs> so, the last
1: time I would have had one of those, what'd you say, assorted biscuits would have to be back in Minyip about 20 years ago, I'd say. So, I would never know what's the first and second or the best. But, my guess my guess is, is Monte Carlo one of them or not? Is that a separate one? Monte Carlo, yeah, Monte Carlo is one of them.
0: Um, that's no, one I'll of my favorites. With, I'll, I'll go with that one. All right. Um, now well, let's what's get back favorite, to some what? super coach. No, what's your favourite? I like the um, the caramel ones. It's got like a yeah, yes. it's a carrot. It's a, a smaller, caramelly one in the packet. Yeah. Um, get, get on I don't the know cookies. the name of it, but I- <laughs> yeah, we need <laughs> we need that to be our sponsor. I think Cooker's Country Cookies Community Questions. Um, yeah. the, the mid-season draft occurred tonight. Clinton, uh, any relevant players there, and um, who? What show was better, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad?
1: Oh, great second question. Um, I haven't. I've seen. Um, yeah, good Tim. Um, I do think. Um, the. I haven't. I've seen who was draft. I Obviously, it all depends. It's, it's too early. Early to predict, but I think there will be re- very relevant players. Um, especially in the coming weeks, um, we we'll want to be moving a few of these players on, like I've already mentioned McCartan and McComb and Sam People will be uh, flicking for the team. So to go up and down, these players will be very important. I know personally I'll be having two Ruck premiums. I'll be having Tim English in my forward line and I'll be wanting an R3, a Ruckman, a mid-forward swing, a cheap Ruck, Ruck forward. And I don't know who that player will be yet. So potentially there might be something out of the out of tonight that will come through for that reason. And then also, yeah, across the field, we are going to be wanting those um, rookies still coming through the next couple of weeks. And I'm hopeful that from tonight's mid-season draft, there'll be a few a part of that. But who would that will be, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: I saw this potential um, Port Adelaide picked up a player. I can't remember his name, but... There's potential they he might be a ruck forward. Um, and also the Hawthorne young fella that they picked up as well potentially might pick up that DPP status. So we'll wait and see um, once they're loaded up into the game. Um, I, think
1: that, I think that Port rookie was already there. So he was, I think, 117K. But I th- I think the question would be if there was any tonight, that will be a 102. Ideally, you one want to be bringing him in at that really cheap basement. All those little 15 to 20 Ks add up right now as we speak. I was looking at a 123,000 player, but ideally, I can like say that you know, 21,000.
0: Yep, uh, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. Oh, sorry, um,
1: I love both. Um, Game of Thrones was one of my favorites. The last season was a bit dismal until, but, until the end, uh, yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad also, so it's very line ball for that, but I'm still. I'd still lean just towards Game of Thrones. The first, yeah, four or five seasons were, I was glued to the screen every single episode. Whereas Breaking Bad, I loved, but not quite as much.
0: Yep, good call. Uh, so question bro, top, from top the five. community. Uh, question from the community now, Clinton, um, from Jono, thoughts on Zach Merritt, uh, Zach Merritt after his buy.
1: Good Jono, love it. Um, personally, just talking about. My team, I've currently have six defense. Uh, I'll I'll get to my team a bit later. Sorry, but I will. I'm still looking for that M8 and uh, looking at my money, how how I'm generating it and how much rest of my team is looking. I think Zach Merritt's going to be the perfect option. Um, uh, the way I'm making my trades this week won't allow me to get the M8 next week. It'll be going towards round fourteen. However, I still think Zach Merritt is almost at the top of my list. I don't have the likes of Callum Mills. Um, there's someone else I'm missing. Uh, can't remember who it is as we speak. But yeah, Zach Merritt. Oh, sorry, Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish, Sam Walsh. Those are a few of the names I don't have. But if Merritt is that $100,000 cheaper, I think if, and if I can afford him, I might go in that direction. So I do really like that pick.
0: Yep. So do I. Um, next one, Clinton, best rookie options for this week and uh, your go-to monopoly piece when starting a game, monopoly. Um,
1: <clears throat> uh, rookie for this week, I've already mentioned, but I'm bringing in R3. Um, so it's pretty much a donut. So, I don't care necessarily if that player doesn't play all year, um, but there's a part of me that sort of wants to be a player that could potentially play. Um, it's going to be a ruck forward option. So um, that's the best rookie for me. Is Whoever that is, I don't know. Um, I think there's a few people heading towards Joel Jeffrey for the Gold Coast. He's 188K, but for now, I don't want to bring in another person, another player with around 13 by... Mitch Owens for St Kilda has got the buy this week. A lot of people are bringing him in already, but I'll also I'll I'll be bringing him in next week. Um, they're they're the main couple. Um, so yeah, interesting to see if Luke Cleary comes in. He's still cheap and he's still being brought in by almost two thousand super coaches. So yeah, it's interesting. So, um, the answer is not many.
0: Yeah. And what was yeah, the second
1: question? Yeah. There's not many. Uh, non- Monopoly. Monopoly. Uh, yeah. We played Monopoly a lot as kids. You were a bit younger than me, Blake, so you sort of missed that real battle between the older brothers. We're a family of six boys. Us four older brothers played a fair bit, especially on rainy days. Otherwise, we'd be in the backyard. Um, Gavin, our oldest brother, would always choose the battleship. Um, so when whenever I could play without him, for that reason, I just like the battleship. I just like the idea of um, going to war and... Taking, um, taking his peace. Yeah, so um, that was that was the one for me, the battleship. Uh,
0: the next question I'll cover for you, Clinton, is uh, Tom Mitchell as a potential M8 option because of his value. Uh, I covered this last week um, on the show. I think his role this year has changed with Hawthorne in com- Harrison to previous seasons he did score well coming back from an injury two rounds ago but I think that score was inflated due to the fact that he uh, managed to have a few shots on goal and was able to um, yeah put a few through in Tasmania but he returned a score of 85 last round um, and he's not attending as many um, center bounce clearances so for me Tom Mitchell is a no, even though he is great value and a previous high scorer, I'd like to see his role return to something um, like it was last year. I don't know what it is he's doing differently, whether they ask him to defend more, but, um, yeah, it's not the same role that he was playing in previous years where he could just rack up the stats. Um, By strategy this week, Clinton, I'm not going to follow this up with a a second question because there's too much to unpack here and it will depend on each individual's um, how they're set up for different rounds. But buy strategy, what's the best way to go? Um, would you prefer to have 20 players, including five rookies, or 17 premiums and be a man short?
1: Uh, from those two options, uh, it all depends on how your team's looking for the at, at the end of the buys. So <laughs> it's a difficult question to answer because um, on any given week throughout the buys, you don't want to ruin your team just the field 18. Um, so in that situation, yeah, it all depends on your team. I know going into round 13, that's the big one for me that I'm very close to you know, 18 or not. Um, I need the players who are actually playing in my team at the moment to get through this week and make sure they are available next week. Um, so for, for example, let's just talk quickly about Tim English. Um, he's not in a huge amount of teams. People are bringing him in this week. I'm one of them, and I wasn't going to be doing this this time last week. He was coming back from for his first game for about whatever it was, four or five weeks. It was working out perfectly for me that he'd come back in, you would play one game uh, – sorry, two games, have a bye, and then I was going to get him in round 14. But he by scoring 160 – And then with his matchup versus Geelong this week, it's just completely flipped my thinking this week and completely changed my trade plans. And I I consider him, if you want him, if you don't have him, like this is the week. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't think he can wait another week. In my example, I've got Dane Zorko. I'm going to flip my money around and I could could keep Zorko for this week and next week, but Despite uh, English having to buy next week, um, I'm I'm getting Zorko out because he was projected to go down 30K. English is projected to go up at least 30. So just do it now. So that's my thinking. Everyone's slightly different. But ideally, in a perfect world, you've got about 20 playing in this week coming up. Round 13 is very difficult. But if you get, get to 18, I wouldn't ruin your team just to get 18. But... Ideally, you can train in a couple of players who are coming off their round 12 by, get to 18. Ideally, 18 to 20 is a great number, but I wouldn't ruin your team to do it. Then, round 14, hopefully by that stage, after another few trades, you've got a, at, least, yeah, at least 19, 20. So, it's all about getting your team completed by the end of the um, three buys and not ruining your team just to field 18.
0: Yep, i answer there, here. Clinton. Would you... Uh, was a bit, yeah, nearly... Yeah, it went a while. Fair. Um, fair. Would you consider... Oh, <laughs> just about. Would you consider... <laughs> would you consider trading Max Gorn to, up to a Tim English or a Sean Darcy if you... Definitely
1: not. No. Max is... Uh, obviously, had, a few weeks ago now, he's had that little knee issue he hasn't played his best but on any given week he can score 200 and he hasn't really shown himself as the round i saw that R one lock but after about five or six weeks he was that and everyone's like if you don't have max corner you're, you're losing super coach but um the last few weeks have been slightly disappointing but i'm still back him in if if you if you're an owner i would not sell him
0: for anyone fair enough um that's pretty much the rest of my questions done there, Clinton. Did you have any other players you want to discuss in Subcoach before we get into our trade plans? Um, 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 uh, no, I think we'll
1: get into our trade plans and we'll discuss it
0: further from there. Yeah, I'm sure you'll cover it off in that. Let's get into the trade plans. Yeah, so I'll kick off with my trade plans, Clinton. So I'm, I am I currently got 13 trades. I'm looking to use two of them at the moment. And for me, the must-have player is Tim English, um, even though he, I'm pretty well set up for my round 13 that I will have enough, even if I have heaps of Western Bulldogs players. So um, he is a must-have for me after returning what he did last week and you've already reeled off as to why he's a good pick. So um, at the moment, my trades are Sam Hayes and Zach Butters out for Tim English and the best rookie option possible. At the moment, I could afford anyone under 185K. Potentially, it might be another just ruck forward bench cover um, or... Potentially, at the moment, it's um, depending on team selection. It's Toby Bedford who's making his way into my forward line and 180k um, and a break-even of four. So that's my trades at the moment. Clinton two Port Adelaide players out for Bedford and Tim English. I'm looking to VC Tim English on the first Friday night game and then um, have a, assess it after that. But Tim English is going to score 200 anyway, um, and then pretend probably my captain option is going to be Tuke Miller against, uh, is it North Melbourne or Eagles? Against North Melbourne. Yep.
1: Very interesting trade out in Zach Butters. Can you explain that one?
0: He's not going to be in my uh, finishing back six. I mean, my, my forward line six at the end of the year, Clinton. And he's just one of the players that needs to go. Um, there's not, too many other players that are on my list and got the buy this week um, to get the numbers that I want playing this week. My other options were trading out Pruce, which I don't want to do. He's still got cash to make. Hobbs, Cripps, Rioli, Doherty, Hewitt, Houston. Um, out of those players, he's not going to be making any more value and um, that way I can get up to English. It's interesting.
1: He's he scored three tons in a row. Um, and he's, gar- look, he's guaranteed to play next week. Bruce is the interesting one there. He said about still making money. He's not going to continue to make money if he's not playing. He d- didn't play his last two games. And there's nothing for sure, for certain that he's coming back in. So he played VFL on the weekend. Um, they got the bye. So there's a bit of risk there so that's it's interesting i still see in a, in a see a world where he does come back in and dominate he's got a lot of good matchups in the near future if he's playing so interesting one um just quickly bit of your whole team um, after this weekend's trades how many mm-hmm. um players in it still upgrade in your if you have Put them all on field. Which ones still need to be? How many more upgrades do you need to make to get full strength? Just a quick question.
0: It depends on who you consider it to be full strength. Um, my weakest link in my defence is Whitfield, but I am planning on holding him for the rest of the season, depending on that he returns. Returns after the bye and that he returns scoring well. Um, I plan on holding him for the rest of the year. Um, I believe it's just one in Greg Clark, and just looking at it now. Sorry, you've caught me off guard here a bit. Um, right. Darcy Cameron, Darcy Cameron, and Greg Clark are my my weakest links. Yeah, no, I was just intrigued. All all good. Yeah, um, so Whitfield, Greg Clark, and Darcy Cameron with eleven trades left. Well, yeah, definitely Whitfield. Bruce, keeping
1: them over butters is an interesting debate. Um, so, good luck. I won't force you down anything I think. Um, okay. My trades. I am, as I said, Zorko has failed me um, and I want to play aggressive. I Similar to you, I had 13 going into this week coming up. My plan is to get rid of Dane Zorko, Braden Proust, and Sam Hayes. And I'm bringing in Sean Darcy, Tim English, and that cheap ruck option, which I haven't decided yet. Currently, I've got Samson Ryan for Richmond, who's their third option ruck, but um, I'm hoping to get a cheaper option there, who's a ruck forward. Um, That will take me down to 10 trades with 60K in the bank. Um, In terms of my fit on field setup. I've already got my trade plans set up for the next week. I'll be, as I said, I'll be trading out McCartan and McComb and bringing in Owens and Jack Sinclair. And that will only leave me with Darcy Cameron. <sighs> That's big sneezer. Um, only leaving with Darcy Cameron as the uh, last player that I would upgrade to the um, you know, M8 player. So I've got it all mapped out perfectly at the moment. Things will change, no doubt, but uh, that'll leave me at going to round 14 with a full-strength team with seven trades left. That's my plan. Uh, back to this week, I'm also going to VC Tim English. I've got a weird feeling that Bontapalli will show his best again. Um, I'm trusting his ownership. He's only 12% of team's bond. Um, I've got a feeling he'll have a great game, but because I'm bringing in English um, and against Blixarves, um I, I can see another big score for Tim English. My C option, similar to you, I'll decide that if English fails, but it could be anywhere, anyone between Laird, Oliver, Sean Darcy, Lockie Neal. Um, so just going over my team quickly again, I'm going to have, I think it's 20 players for this week. The other bit of advice I will give people, for example, with my team, I've got seven Premier Mids this week. Patrick Cripps isn't playing. I've got McComb and Greg Clark. I'm going to have the emergency on McComb, and then if he dominates, I'll just leave Cripps on field. If McComb fails, I'll bring Clark on field for Cripps that way. I'm just looping a couple of options. I'm doing the same in the forward line with Rose's Rosas and uh Connor McDonald as well. So that's just something you can still do. You can still do loops throughout this buy period. And I'll have that option to loop in a couple of players. So that's just quickly. So for example, if you've got McComb, if you start him on field as your M eight and then he fails, yeah, you're just missing out on that bench option coming
0: on for him. So yeah. So sorry, how many players have you got this week, Clinton? I believe it's 20. Yeah. Um, Although I think, yeah, Bru- so- I think Buku
1: may get dropped. That's my guess, which will may take me to 19.
0: I was very disappointed that Buku didn't pick up forward status. I thought, I didn't realize you had to play a minimum six, six in. games. Yeah. Um, have to wait another six weeks for him to get that forward status so I can loop him as an option. Yeah. Um, Yep, very good, Clinton. So between if you bring in Tim English, and you bring in Sean Darcy, and Correct. Tim English scores two hundred as your captain, there's five hundred and eighty yep. points this week. You're picking up in trades, so it's um, it's good going. Well,
1: as I said, going a week ago, I was looking at playing it pretty cautiously going to this week, but the way it's panned out, I'm going aggressive. I'm bringing in the three throng, three prong attack of uh, English, Darcy, and Gorn. Witsy, obviously, is a big omission out of the big Ruckman, but uh, I'm quite content with Gorn, Darcy, and English.
0: Yep. Uh, anything further to add on Supercoach before we get into AFL fantasy, Clint?
1: No, I still think this is probably uh, – this will be the second highest scoring round of the boys. Next week will be the lowest, in my opinion, and then – Going to round 14, there'll be some big scores again. But uh um uh, a lot of teams, obviously Carlton got several players, people have um Richmond's quite a few port. Yeah, so I think everyone should be fielding at least 18.
0: It should be a high scoring round. Yeah, if you are planned in, in advance, um you should be pretty well set up this week. And a lot of teams might struggle going into next week. Uh All right, Clinton, let's get into our AFL fantasy segment. Thank you for joining us if you've uh, just flicked to this stage. But, um, yeah, obviously encourage our listeners and our viewers to – Stay through the whole show, Clinton. You might pick up some extra bit of knowledge even if you just do play one side of it. Um, so we'll just get straight into it, Clinton, with our round review of AFL Fantasy from round 11. I'll kick kick us off. Um, I scored 2,164, um, which took me down in the rankings about 300 spots to be 3,042. Um, so still not a bad ranking there, but could have been much better. A few decisions if I had have made the other way. It's 200 points difference. So um, my trades that I made, I traded out Dixon and Carroll, who weren't playing, and brought in Roberts, who scored me a massive score of six on the bench. And i also brought in Jared Witts, who scored 84 and I captained him straight off after bringing him into my team. Um, So there's my first mistake. I should have um, waited on my VC and VC Neil, but my risk was that I didn't have a looping option um, after the Friday night, um, which turned out to be quite well for me in considering that Roberts scored six. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I should have waited a bit longer, but then, yeah, the risk was I didn't have a looping option anyway. So, you can't, yep, you can't that cost wait.
1: me... You can't wait if you don't have a looping option, Blake. So.
0: Yeah, I, technically it would have been better if I played Roberts' six on the field than captaining Witts over Lockie Neal. But anyway. Um, and I also had the choice after... Roberts failed to bring on Butler for Hawthorne or Hoff for West Coast, and that cost me an additional 63 points there. Hoff putting in a massive score of 99. So between my captaincy and um, that other option there, that cost me around 200 points, which was, yeah, I could have had an absolutely massive score for the round, but that's the way AFL Fantasy works, Clinton. How did you go?
1: Um has it been my year? I scored 2135, a bit below you. Um I'm ranked eight eight five nine, which is still dismal. I was making some small progress, but uh halted again. And that's due to due to a couple of bad trades I made. Um I'd been holding Jake Bowie all year and getting frustrated. I traded him out. He scored 87. also trade out Nick Martin, which Obviously, in hindsight, it's very uh, very silly, but uh, I thought just the way Essendon were playing and I thought uh, he maybe had hit a wall a bit, but uh, that's not the case because he scored 113. Um, So I traded both those guys out. And the main reason was because I wanted Bont. um, And once again, it was due to the matchup in the West. I thought he'd dominate. uh, Who was out? I just... English was back in. I thought Bont was going to play midfield and dominate. So very disappointing from him. I brought in quite similar coach. I brought in Bont and I brought in Jacob Ware for the Giants. Um, So hopefully in the long run, Bont can repay the faith. But uh, yeah, across the board, I'm just not quite nailing it. In Mm -hmm. AFL fantasy, I captained McCray, which... um, Yeah, obviously a few Bulldogs were in that game. I could have chosen... Bont, but I could have chosen Dunkley, who scored the biggest out of the Bulldogs. But uh, Bailey Smith was a late out. Well, he's not a late out, but he was an out. And I've owned him. Do you own him as well? Um, yes. Yeah, so that was disappointing that he didn't play. Um, so, yeah, is what it is. I'm just trying to make ground and get closer to you. And we're very
0: similar in formats, just the other way around. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll get to the questions in our comments section um when we get up to our community questions but first we'll just quickly go through our hits and misses clinton from round 11 <laughs> yep again the lag okay. is destroying me tonight but um yeah is it coming through all right for you or is it lagging a bit as well no that's all good i heard the orchestra with the uh Violins, it was good. Uh, yeah, I think they're due for some changes. So if anyone's got some feedback on um, the transitions, let me let me know about it. Um, hits and misses from round eleven, Clinton, a man that I got in a few weeks, probably about four rounds ago now, and um, you're surprised at my selection, but I brought in Adam Chalor, um, and he's been on fire lately. He scored what he scored 129 in round eleven. Um, so he's my biggest hit for round 11 and also sam De koning he put in a score of 83 he had to take the field after had a few out so um very good performance from a rookie who's just been gradually rising in price and to put on an 83 performance was very handy from last round clinton how did was your hits
1: yeah, i also gave a shout-out to Sam De Koning. He was on my bench. I had the emergency on him, and I was able to loop him on. So uh, I was actually going to play, I think it was Corey Durden instead of him. Um, so for him to score 83, I looped him on, and, yeah, very happy with that. Um, the other special – I have a lot of just average scores, obviously quite a few high scores that a lot of people own. But I just want to shout-out to Rory he's got 119. Nothing too special, but the fact is he's only still owned by 4% of teams, um, I can feel a big score coming soon, and um, I'm happy he's in my team. I think Adelaide have good fixtures coming up, so he's one of those premiums that I, can, I hope can really repay the faith that I brought him in a few weeks ago, and um, yeah, 119, just okay.
0: Yep, not bad. Yeah. Um... My missus from last week, I'm not sure if he's in your team, Clinton, but uh, Christian Petrarca in the flu game scored 40. Is he in your team? No,
1: he's. I think the last few weeks I've brought in a few premiums. I've just brought in Laird and uh, Bond, but uh, yeah, avoided Petrarca. So he's he's actually good for me, so I can get him in a couple of weeks.
0: And uh, yeah, famously tweeted about it being the flu game from. Roy of Coach Destroyer of the AFL traders if you caught the, that show earlier in the week, Clinton. I did. Uh, the flu game. Yeah, the flu game was forty. Um, and my other miss is a player who's just about the favourite for the rising star award is Dakos, put in a score of fifty-two. Just not good enough. Um you've he needs yeah, he needs to be chopped from my team very soon. He hasn't really put in too many big scores and fifty-two in a round where I needed him to perform well, he didn't. So Dacos was my second miss.
1: Yeah, one of those uh, options I brought in recently was Dane Zorko. He scored 49. Um, Obviously similar to Supercoach, just very disappointing. He's actually – yeah, because he's a defensive mid, um, for him to be down there, it was actually a good option to bring in a few weeks ago, I thought. But, yeah, 49, pretty bad. Another one's Bont. He scored eighty, and as I said, I traded out Nick Martin and Bowe was always going, but then I traded out Nick Martin, especially so I could get Bont. So that was a minus thirty-three to get Bont. So disappointing in this this uh, time round, but as I said, in the long run,
0: I'm hoping Bont can repay the faith. So a couple of disappointments there. Yeah, if you viewed the show last week, I was uh, Zorco was coming into my team. At, the, at this stage last week. Um, lucky I had a few outs and I changed a few things around and didn't get him in because, yeah, I saw that game and uh, very glad I wasn't owning him. Um, let's get into our community questions. Um Yeah, um, I know you love your AFL fantasy, Clinton. And one version of the game that you play is the draft. Are you still in the Bacon Cup? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm just—it's um, not a draft, sorry. I'm not in any drafts this year. I'm just all about the classic. So, uh, okay. Not in any, hopefully, not in draft. the Bacon Cup had head-to-head matchups in classic.
0: Hopefully, you can answer this question for me, Clinton. How do buys work in the draft game? <clears throat> Question is, I don't know. I think, yeah,
1: I don't want to give a wrong answer. So, as I said, I'm not in draft this year. I haven't been uh, looking at that. So a lot of people just play drafts. Um, I've got a weird, I've got a weird feeling. There's just no scoring, and they just don't do, do it do anything. So that's my mm. guess, but I don't know.
0: No, sorry to catch you off guard, there, Clinton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, Tim English must have this week.
1: I think. I think so. I mean, um, with the three trades that we have going to this week, and obviously, big concern is around thirteen buy. But the way he scored last week, um, is I in terms of what he's scoring with his price. I think once again i said it before if you want to get him this is the way to get him cuz i do think he'll score big again this friday night so um my answer is yes
0: yeah um will the rookies from tonight's midseason draft if they come into some team straight away will they play a big factor in afl fantasy
1: absolutely um i'm looking at my trades now and i actually need a cheap player to come into my team. And ideally, I want them to be playing next week. So it's this week's probably not as important that they play, but I want to bring in someone that is actually playing next week, which means obviously um they could have their team could have the bye this week, which makes it very difficult to know if they're going to be playing next week. So potentially I'll be looking at a round 14 by player that can play this week and next because I need another number next week. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who – I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of
0: debutants from the
1: midseason draft tonight, yes.
0: Um, can you just recap for us, Clinton, on how – for AFL Fantasy, how the buys work in terms of um, how many players scoring and how many trades you get?
1: You get three trades. And it's best 18. Um, so uh, only best 18 scores count. Doesn't matter if you have 30 players. A lot of people have well structured teams for the buyers, but even if you have a lot of players playing, it's only best 18 scores. So that um, ideally, you've done some planning the last month. You should ha- hopefully have roughly 20. Um, if you've got less, I do suggest trying and bring in your team. But then, as I've said, there's a lot of. T- relevant fantasy players that are, have the buy next week. So it's something to be very careful of. Um, so, yeah, that's best advice I could give there. And
0: the and the buy players, you can loot, use them as looping options. They lock out at the end of the round, is that right?
1: They're at the end of the round, yes. And it can be quite sneaky. I mean, you don't have to trade all your trades straight away. So, um, yeah, if you've got 21 players and one of your rookies is playing the last game and if you're not happy with his scores you could still do your third trade and trade someone who's yeah a, a rookie that's playing the last game you could up yeah change it up so yeah um yeah that they lock out at the end of the round is a
0: short answer. Yes, they're not at the start. Interesting. And so that an emergency on the bench you can still bring them on. As long as long as there's a non-playing player yes. on field. On field, yes. Yeah. That's all right, Clinton. Um, of the players who have got the buy this week and are popularly owned, would you be considering trading them out in AFL fantasy? I'll get up some um, highly selected players for you so you're not just um, randomly throwing out names. Uh, highly owned players, George Hewitt, Cripps, Martin, Caniglio, Petrarca, Butters, Skinner, who's – I don't know why he's in a lot of teams still, but players that are highly owned, Clinton, um, and have got the buyer this week. Would you be looking at getting them out of your side, for AFL Fantasy?
1: No. You want your team to be better by the end of the buyers. Um, so I wouldn't be trying the loss of Hewitt, Caniglio, um, Butters. I'd still keep, personally, because you want to make sure – you have enough players playing the following week. So, yeah, you think they're not playing this week, you can trade them on, but your team needs to be better at the end of the buys and also you need to have enough players to field in rounds 13 and 14. If you're trading a buy player out now, it's a player that's going to be playing in round 13 and 14 that you're trading out. So it's just something to be very mindful of and your team needs to be improving, not uh, going backwards. So you have to be very careful about trading out those types of players.
0: Some players that scored pretty well in the VFL last week, Clinton. They might be due for a call up. Matt McGuinness for North Melbourne, your boy from uh, Sydney, Stefan Stevens, and um that Gold Coast player who's been in a lot of teams, Elijah Holland. Um Holland, would yep. you be looking to would you be looking to bring them in um, if they're selected this week?
1: Uh yeah. Obviously I have to keep in mind that they're by. Um, so as I said earlier, at Throughout the last couple of days, looking at McGuinness is the player. If he does get it selected, he's the player I'm bringing in this week. Due to the fact he's got the round fourteen buy, and as I said, I can't I can't bring in a round thirteen by. So that Adelaide boy that you mentioned earlier, the twelve uh, year old, um, as as we know he's playing. Patrick, Patrick Parnell. At the moment, I can't really afford to bring in a round thirteen buy player. So um although he's playing, and the question will be if these types of players, you want them to be playing throughout the buys, and, yeah, he is he's playing this week. They have the buy Then LA, then he may not be playing around 14, so it's an interesting one, but um, McInnes, on am off at, at this stage. We'll see what happens with teams.
0: Just like to hear your thoughts on a few GWS players, Clinton, that are highly owned and... Um, they didn't play last week in Bruce, Whitfield, and Taranto. Um, would you be looking to if you still got these players, would you be looking to trade them out?
1: Bruce, Whitfield, Taranto. Taranto should have been gone a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you still own him to this point. Did you say Taranto, yes? Yep. Um, there's no yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's coming back after their buy this week. I don't know. So um uh very yeah as i said he should have been gone a couple of weeks ago but if you got him still um yeah, you want to hear news that he's going to be back for sure in round 13 otherwise i wouldn't keep him uh, Whitfield, i think he's a little bit similar a couple of weeks ago i think he should have gone out of your team if you still got him now it's probably worthwhile yeah seeing if there's news that he's definitely right for next week if you don't get that news i'll still would be that not keeping him. He may not come back. So you need to find out news. He's tracking well. I don't know that that up-to-date news. I'm not sure if that came through in Blake's whispers earlier. And the other one's Pruce. Uh, somewhat similar. He hasn't played the last two weeks. There's no certainty he's playing. Um, I, 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 if he does come in and um, Flynn goes out, yeah, I do think he's a great option from around 13 onwards, but we don't know. And for me, it's too risky now to keep. And I should have traded him out last week. I didn't, um, so I'm trading him out this week. Due to the facts, you've got uh, as we've mentioned, Tim English is a must-have, almost.
0: Yeah. Um, with this week, if you've got 20 players, Clinton, 19, 20 players, and you've got a player who's reached their peak in let's say Nick Dacos, would you be looking to trade him out or a player who still got a little bit of cash to make in Nick Martin? If you were trade, if you had enough players playing this bye week, Nick Martin or Dacos trade out?
1: I'd, um, if you've got enough playing, I would trade Dacos out because he's got a buy coming up soon. Martin's just had a good score. Although they have the buy, you're almost certain he's playing around 13 and 14, and he's just scored 113. For me, that's a pretty easy one. I think I'd I'd trade out Dacos.
0: Yeah. With the – another one with the DPPs.
1: That's a a question from Yanni Zaks to help his (laughs) team selected. (laughs) I can see in your face. It's like you're just asking questions for your team. What else is in your team? Yeah. How can I help
0: you? Um DPPs one, have
1: been You're the one that uh, needs to help yeah. me in a way. You're,
0: I'm yeah. I'm just asking am just asking questions for my own benefit here. Um DP some more DPPs come into play this week, Clinton. Um yes. who do you with the addition of Bont and Bailey Smith, who's the best top six to finish off the rest of the season now?
1: Top six forwards or top six whoever. Yeah, top six forwards. Top six forwards. Yeah, I'll give you a chance to look at it. Um, I think there's a few obvious ones out there. So English is in the forward line now, um, but in saying that, in my team balance at the moment is is in my ruck, but I'll I'll be moving him forward. Dunkley, Dunkley is there. Bont will get there, I believe. Bailey Smith is there. So that's four Bulldogs already. Um, I don't have – I've still got Will Brody, so he's been ticking along nicely. I think Luke Parker is an option that's I don't have, but he's um, definitely getting towards more ownership. Um, I still have Zach Butters, but I don't think he's the top six forward. Um Darcy Cameron's been a brilliant option. I still have. So without knowing many of the other options, I think four Bulldogs is the way to go. Um, and I'll just try and look at some other names while you talk for a bit.
0: No, that's okay, Clint. The, um, well, pretty much the top, those top Bulldogs there, those big four, Treloar. I think
1: they're... Trelaw as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I think I've got to a stage now where my forward line is set after these trades. Clinton is the main reason I was asking. I've got those four Bulldogs. I've got Luke Park and Will Brody. So I'm, yeah, I was just wondering if that'll be my set and forget forward line for the rest of the season. That's mainly I think, what I was asking.
1: I think the other question is as part of that, I know I myself have Bont and Bailey Smith. So if you have those types of players, you brought them in early you've moved them forward I think the next question is which premium mids you bring in and um, I still haven't decided for my own team uh, I've got six premium mids I have to fill two more gaps there I'm eyeing off Sam Walsh personally um, I think he's got the, obviously got the buy but he's back to his best so he's a top of player that I'm eyeing off um, yeah so I'll have to still decide on that next one
0: Yep. Zach,
1: uh, Zach, question Zach is,
0: uh, Mark, maybe. Question from Jono Clinton. Best, um, bit of overlapping here, but going back to quickly, best super coach captain options this week. Wrong segment, Jono, but we'll, um, we'll allow it. For me, I mentioned, uh,
1: the VC, I've got English, but I've got Laird, Oliver, Sean Darcy, and Lockie Neal are the four names I'm weighing up as an option to back up Tim English, but, uh, I'm a happy royal Laird owner. I've got the feeling he'll go big. It's one of those things, don't trust me. I've got my, my in-super yeah. coach. I'm currently ranked 2,000, but it's what's, it's what's cost me a top 1,000 at the moment. I, sh- I should be entrenched in the top 1,000, but I've got this wrong the last month, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do what I say.
0: What do you reckon? Don't, don't, listen, to, don't listen to Dash's Dogs. Um, there's um, some good Bulldogs ca- uh, captaincy options on a Friday night, so you've got the... Tim English, the McRae, Bonten Pally. And then Dunkley. You could VC any of those guys. And then Gold Coast of Adelaide. Not Tom Stewart. He's going to score low after they tag him. uh, Gold Coast and Adelaide probably have the best fixtures. So you're looking at Laird, um, Keys, if you got him, Tuke Miller. um,
1: Oh, Captain Tuke. Yeah. 59 the other week, John. so don't listen to me.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's get into our trade plans for AFL Fantasy, Clinton. Yep. So, like we already mentioned, we've got the three AFL Fantasy trades this week. What I'm looking to do... I am looking to take out of my side three players who have got the buy in: Gibcus, Zach Butters, and Tom Green. Wow. I, I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of Tom Green. He's since I've got him in, he's been dismal. So this week, he'll, when I trade him out, he'll score big. Oh no, he's got the buy. After that, he'll come back big. Um, So Tim English is a must-have for me, so he's coming in. Matt McGuinness, who's my rookie option or any 190K player, um, but I'm pretty sure he'll get a game this week. And my bit of a unique option, Clinton, is in my defence, is in 3% of teams, he's got an average of 81, and he scored 137 last week for Fremantle. Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan is coming into my team in Whoa. AFL fantasy.
1: Well, you're going very rogue, Blake, which is why well, I'm getting confidence that I'll catch you by the season's end. Um, but I, for your sake, I hope they go well.
0: Yep, so that will leave me with a back six of Crisp, Ryan, Sicily, Short, Sinclair and Hewitt. A forward, a forward line of Dunkley, Parker, Trelaw, Willbro, Tim English and Bailey Smith. A ruck division of Gorn and Wits and probably two two spots to upgrade in my midfield.
1: Good work. Just make sure you got your buy structure sorted for round 13 and 14.
0: Don't you worry about my buy structure, mate.
1: Uh, not, you've got a lot of bulldogs there. All right. Um, and your VC
0: and C? Uh, Tim English into Lockie Neal at the moment. Good luck. Um,
1: I'd still had Jack Hayes on bench. He's getting the flick this week. I'm getting rid of Braden Proust because I'm not super confident he'll play the following week. And Jack Carroll, he did actually play on the weekend, Blake, by the way. He scored. He he, he did, yeah. Uh, I'm getting rid of him because I don't think he'll be in next week after their bye this week. So um, my ins... Uh, I wanted Tim English, which then, just the way the money works, I'm bringing in pretty much two rookies, and I'm bringing in Owens despite him having to buy this week, which is a strange thing to do, but it just helps my buy structure because by bringing in English, I need to be very careful of my round 13 um, team. So I'm bringing in Owens early so I can have that round 13 player. And at the moment, as I mentioned, I cheap rookie which is mcginnis also i was waiting to see how the team selections play pay it play out and by doing that that actually leaves me with 300 grand in the bank so my mission was to try and set up my team for the rounds 13 and 14 to make sure i can bring in some more premium options uh, instead of bringing in a dubious luke ryan or something like that but uh no it's I oh, um English and two rookies, so double downgrade, and hopefully I'm set up well enough to attack round thirteen with. So I'll, I think I'll still just only scrape 18 and nineteen. So hopefully my players don't get injured this week. My VC,
0: so
1: yep. My, v, my VC. Sorry, I will probably do English, but um, yeah, as I said, I'm still tempted by the bond, but uh, yeah, English VC, and then if that doesn't pan out i think i'll go towards the uh royal ed royal ed captain royal ed captain yeah
0: yep well yeah like you said don't listen to Dash's dogs captains um but hopefully it works out for you clinton anything further you want to add before we wrap up the show it's been a bit longer than the other ones
1: no it's all good good luck Blake. i mm-hmm. hope your trades go well um yeah um I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, this time of year, it's a good opportunity to go up the rankings. It's just uh, injuries are very important. So I'm just pretending Zorko got injured um, for my Sue coach team um, and just ignoring the fact he scored 39. Um, So, yeah. Good luck, Blake, as Scott just said. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's footy.
0: Yeah. Good luck to our community for round 12 and good luck for your team, Clinton.